All right, so today we're continuing in our seasons series. Uh, we started this last week and just talking about the different seasons that we have in our Christian life. You know, just as uh, nature has seasons and, uh, you know, things kind of naturally flow into, uh, you know, not the same thing all the time. And I think God designed that for a reason, to give us variety in life and stuff. And, and I believe it's the same thing in our spiritual life, is that we have seasons in our life of, uh, that different things happen. And we're looking into the life of Moses. I love the study of Moses because he, uh, he was one of the greatest leaders of all times. I mean, he, uh, God used him uh, to, who, who was a shepherd. You know, he tends sheep. I mean, he you know, usually shepherds weren't you know, like people persons, right? Is that how you say that? People, persons? I don't know. But anyway, uh, you know, there were sheep all the time. And so he used a shepherd to lead uh, a million uh, slaves out of slavery and into uh, uh, going towards the promised land. And, and it's amazing what God can do with a willing person. Amen. It's amazing what God can do with a willing person, with a willing heart. And, and so, but during Moses's uh, Life, he had lots of different seasons that he went through. And, and we're talking about three in, in, in particular during this series. Uh, last week we talked about uh, the time from uh, the Exodus uh, to the Red Sea. And, and this was a very tough season for Moses because, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, God had to really stretch him to get him to this. I mean, he uh, went to the most powerful man in the world and said, I want you to let all your slaves go so we can go worship. And, you know, Pharaoh's like, whatever, you know, said, who are you to, you know, come talk to me about this. And so, but God showed up and showed his mighty hand and freed his people out of Egypt. And so that's what we call the Exodus. Uh, and so last week we talked about the Exodus as far as God using uh, Moses to bring them out uh, into the Red Sea. And then God parted the Red Sea and they walked across on dry ground. And, and, and so last week we talked about the fight. There's times that we have to fight in life. Uh, you know, spiritually, I mean, uh, you know, we, I would love it like if when, when, when we became Christians that everything became perfect and easy, right? That would be amazing. Uh, you know, like we're, we're serving a perfect God. And so, you know, he just uh, makes everything perfect, you know, just the, pays the road in front of us. No bumps, no. I, I wish that happened, but it doesn't. Uh, you know, but we do have an enemy that we fight against. Uh, he's a defeated enemy, right? Uh, you know, Jesus defeated him on the cross. And so, uh, you know, we're fighting against a defeated foe already, but we're still fighting. Uh, there's still a fight, the good fight of faith that we have. And so last week we, we dove into that and looked what it, what it means to... Uh, to take a stand spiritually and, and, and to be able to be victorious in this life. And uh, the fight is not the season that we like to be in, right? <laughs> the fight is not the fun season, but it, it's a time of, of proving uh, our faithfulness to God and God's faithfulness to us. And, and I believe that as we stand in God's word, I believe as we stand in faith, that, that God has given us promises in his word that, that we will be victorious in life. And, and so that we can trust in that. And, and one thing that we're going to see that during all of these seasons, uh, you know, things might be going on differently out here, but in here it always needs to be the same. We always need to have a consistency within us, uh, no matter what season that we're in, because that's how we grow. You know, nobody grew because of inconsistency, Right. You know, if you want to grow uh, in the gym, you know, you have to be consistent. You got to have regularly times that you go to the gym and you work out and you're dedicated to that. And, and obviously I don't do that. So, I mean, but, um, 
but you know, it's that consistency, uh, and, and no matter what's going on, that, that brings growth in our life. And it's the same thing spiritually, that we have to have consistency in our life if we want to grow spiritually. And, and so this is what we're looking at, is that no matter what season that we're in, is that we need to be consistent. We need to be consistent in God's word. We need to be consistent uh, going to church. We need to be consistent being in the presence of God and worshiping him and, and sharing our faith. And we need to be consistent in those no matter what's going on in our life. Now, that's not always easy, but that's what we strive to do. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying I do it perfectly. I wish I did. But, uh, you know, consistency is what brings growth in our life. And so no matter what season that you're in, let me say it this way, no matter what season that you're in, no matter what's going on around you, there can always be peace inside of here. Because our peace is not based on our circumstances. You know, a lot of people think that, you know, God came to make us happy. I have never read that in the Bible. God did not die on the cross so that we could be happy. He died on the cross to, to redeem us from our sin, to bring us life, to bring us victory in life, no, he died so that we can have relationship with him. And that's why he died. In that, we can find joy. Joy and happiness are not the same thing. See, joy is something that's based on who you are and what's going on on the inside of you. Happiness is based on outside circumstances. See, God not, never promised to make you happy, but he promised you the joy of his salvation. And so that we can live in the joy of his salvation, that we can have peace on the inside, no matter if the storm is raging out here or not, we can still have peace. And, and so, uh, so last week we talked about the fight. And so today I want to talk about the mountain. Uh, you know, there was a time after uh, Moses, you know, they went through the Exodus, went through the Red Sea. They had the party on the other side of the Red Sea as they watched, you know, the sea fall in on the, on it, on the enemies and they were celebrating. And, and so immediately they began a journey uh, to go to the promised land. You know, God promised that he would bring them to a land that's flowing with milk and honey. That, that is more than enough than they ever needed. And this is uh, a current day Israel. You know, plus a little bit more. They lost a little bit of it. But uh, that's the land flowing with milk and honey. And, and God promised them that land. And so they're starting this journey from slavery into the promised land. All right? And, and, and this is the story of our life. We were once slaves to sin. And God has promised us something good. One day we're going to make it to heaven. One day we're going to live in perfect peace. One day we're going to live where there's no sickness and there's no death and, and, and there's no sin and we're going to live in the presence of God. That's the promised land. And see, right now we're on the journey between those two places. And, and see, that's what makes this story about Moses so cool is that we can line it up with our lives because Moses went through many different places, many different seasons getting to the edge of the promised land. And so... Uh, after they leave the, the edge of the Red Sea, uh, a, a lot of people like to stay on the edge of the Red Sea. A lot of Christians, you know, they get saved, they get delivered. You know, God's given them life and they just camp on the edge of the Red Sea and they never move. And see, God never called you to stay on the edge of the Red Sea. God has other things for you in life. We, we love the cross. We love what Christ did for us. But we don't need to stay hung, hanging on to the cross, but, but we need to grow in our life. And we need to grow in our relationship with him. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not down in the cross at all. I mean, it, that is, you know, it. That is what Christianity is about. But the thing is, is that God wants us to grow. He wants us to change. He wants us to get better in life. Amen? Amen. All right. 
And so they, they begin this journey, and so they go out into the wilderness, and they're, they're going along, and, you know, people are people, and they just start complaining about everything, right? You know, if you have kids, you know this struggle. You know, I'll feed my kids, and like 10 minutes later, like, I'm hungry. What am I going to eat now? I'm, you just ate. I mean, what's the deal? And, 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 you know, that's the way the Israelites were. They're like, Moses, did you bring us out here to starve us to death? I mean, what are you going to feed us? And, and so... You know, God sent the man and he sent the quail and, and, and then they began, well, well, are you going to let us thirst to death? We don't have any water. And so, you know, God told Moses to hit the rock and water came out of the rock. You know, all kinds of awesome things that God did in the presence of, uh, of the Israelites. And, and so uh, they get to a place, to a, a place called Sinai. And there's a mountain there. And, and this is the mountain of God. I mean, there's something special about this mountain in that God called Moses to come up to the mountain and, and, and he got face to face with God. He, he, he got into the presence of God and that's what I wanna talk about today is the mountain. We love the mountaintop experience. We love those God moments, right? To where it's like God like opens up uh, you know, heaven and like pours down into our lives and, and, and I mean, we're feeling his presence. I mean, we hear God speaking to us. I mean. Uh, God's speaking to us through his word. And, I mean, things just seem to be happening. I mean, it's just one of those huge growth moments. That, that, don't we love those moments? I, I hope that we've all had those kind of moments in our lives. Because, I mean, those are the times that strengthen us for when we go to the fight. You know, we, we've got to be in the presence of God to be able to step out into the world and do the things that we need to do to, to face the world. And so, uh, I'm, I'm going to read a little bit of this in Exodus chapter 19. Uh, about Moses' experience on the mountain. And so they come up to the edge of the mountain uh, and, and God calls them up. Uh, we're going to be in Exodus 19. We're going to start in verse 16 is where we're at. It says, On the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning and there was a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast. Everyone in the camp trembled. Then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God. And they stood at the foot of the mountain. Now, I want you to kind of pay attention to what happens here because they all went to the mountain, right? All right. So then Moses led them out of the camp to the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord had descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace and the whole mountain trembled violently. As the sound of the trumpets grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and the voice of God answered him. Man, this is an awesome moment. I mean, I, I could not imagine. Like, like we watch movies and we see them try to reenact some things, but I don't think we ever get close. Uh, because this was one of those moments like, God is here. There's no doubt about it. I mean, we hear his voice speaking to us. You know, and it's just one of those like... I mean, what do you do? Do I bow down? Do I sit? I, I don't know what to do with myself. I mean, we're not used to these kind of moments. So the Lord descended on the top of the Mount, of Mount Sinai, called Moses to the top of the mountain. And so Moses went up there. And, and so Moses was up there for a long time. And, and, and you know, this is where you know, Moses, or God talked to Moses about the Ten Commandments and about the tabernacle and all the details of it and, and started laying out in the law and all of those kind of things. And, and it was one of those awesome moments where Moses was in the presence of God and God was speaking. And God was, was pouring into him. And, and see, what happens on the mountaintop is that 
Lots of times we get so filled up on the mountaintop that we don't really know what to do with it. You know, we're just like, oh my goodness, you know, and just like, we, we just like feel like we're just overflowing and stuff. In fact, when Moses came down from the mountain, the Bible says that his face was just shining so bright because he had been in the presence of God that he had to wear a veil over his face. You know, let me tell you something. People should know when you've been in the presence of God. Okay. People should recognize that, hey, something awesome happened here. And, and so, so what we see is like Moses is up there and he's speaking to him and they're having conversation. And don't you know that that's the kind of relationship God wants with you? You know, God's not some distant God out there that's just like controlling everything and just like you have no contact with him or, you know, God wants that personal close relationship with you. Not just when you come sit in church, but every single day. You can have that type of relationship with God to where you can sit down and you can speak with God and he will answer you and, and, and God will reveal stuff to you. Uh, and, and, and you ask God for wisdom and he gives it to you. And, and, and that's the kind of relationship God wants with you. And so Moses is on the mountaintop. These things are happening in his life and, and, and it's an awesome experience for him. See, the first time that you should experience this is your salvation experience. A lot of y'all remember your salvation experience. I mean, it, just like it was yesterday. It's like, man, I was, I mean, you know, this is what was going on in my life. This is what was happening. I was at rock bottom. And, and, and then one day God just showed up. And, and, and you can remember in detail what was going on that day. See, that's your first mountaintop experience with God. You should never forget that. Because it's something that you can always go back to and remember the faithfulness of God in your life. Because there's going to be many times that we're tempted to question God's existence. There's lots of opportunities for that. Not because, you know, it, it's questionable, but because we have an enemy trying to convince you that he doesn't exist. Even you've not even been a Christian for many years and, and, and the devil will still come in and try to convince you that God doesn't exist. But see, that's why you have the mountaintop experiences so that you can come back to that moment and be like, wait a second, I remember when this happened. There is no doubt that God is real. And, and, and so those mountaintop experiences, we got to remember that, but your salvation experience is that, is that time. And, 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 you know, when we come and find salvation, you know, we realize that we're sinners. We realize that we're broken. We realize that, that there's nothing in me that's going to be good in this life. And, and that you realize that you need somebody to come and save you, to come in and change you, to come in and, and change your heart and begin to work in your life. And, and, and God always shows up at the right time, doesn't he? He always shows up right when you need him. And, and so you, you realize that God reveals himself to you and, and, and you say, all right, all right, God, you've convinced me. I'm going to give my life to you. See, a lot of people pray a prayer, but they never have a salvation experience. See, you've got to willingly give your will to him. When you get saved, it's not like, okay, come be a part of my life. Like, no, Jesus, I want you to be my life. You be my everything. You are in charge of this thing now. It's no longer I, but it's you. All right, you make the decisions. You tell me what to do, and that's what I'm going to do. That's what being saved is. It's not just like, hey, Jesus, come join me in my road trip here. You know, Jesus is not your co-pilot. 
All right. He's the one in charge of this thing. He's the pilot. You're just along for the ride. All right. And so you give your life to him. And, and the Bible tells us that you become a brand new creation. Like, like something changes on the inside of you as your spirit man comes alive and, and, and that now you're in this connection with God and, and God begins to work in your life and it's an awesome experience. If you've never had that experience, you can have that chance today to have that experience with him. Because let me tell you something, God is here today. Not because I'm preaching or, or something, because he's always here. He, he, he's always here. He's ever present. And he's waiting for that moment to when you call out to him and he's like, here I am. He's waiting on you. But see, when we're on the mountaintop, the mountaintop experience, God is speaking to us. We're experiencing his presence. We have that strong connection with him. And, and, and we're learning and we're growing and we feel things happening in our lives. See, lots of times in the mountaintop experience, that's when God begins to call you. That when, that's when God begins to reveal his purpose for you. And see, if we're not careful, we get lazy during the mountaintop experience. We, we get in there and we're in the presence of God. We're just soaking it up. We're like, oh, this is so awesome. I just want to stay here forever. And, and, and we forget to listen. And we forget the purpose. Because God's presence doesn't show up without purpose. And so when, when, when we're in the presence of God, we should be looking for that purpose. God, what are you trying to do in my life? God, what are you trying to say to me? What are you trying to do? Because it, we should always be learning and growing on the mountaintop. Because you know what? One day, you're going to come off the mountaintop. And you're going to get into your everyday life. You're going to get into your routine. And, and, and there's going to be a lot of things that try to convince you that that didn't happen. That that wasn't real. But we've got to know that it was real. So what happens in these experiences? What happens in this mountaintop season in our life? See, these are the times that we need to get to know God. You know, we love the presence of God. We love, you know, it's like kind of meeting someone famous. Like you love being in their presence. You like, like oh, you know, look at this person. And it's like, I've met this person. There's a lot of people that have met Jesus but don't know Jesus. There's, there's a lot of people that have, have had a, a true experience with God but they never get to know God and, and, and they struggle in their relationship with him because when they come off the mountaintop, then real life hits them in the face and, and, and there's no connection that, that was made. And so we've, we've got to be sure that we get to know God during these times. The best way to get to know God is through his word. We must be in God's word and we get to know him. We get to know how he thinks through his words. See, when God speaks, he speaks with purpose. Everything that we read in the Bible that God says, he says with a purpose and that he means it. He doesn't have double meanings. He doesn't say one thing and, 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 and like kind of hide the meaning and try to, no. When we read God's word, we need to take God's word as truth. We need to place that in our heart. And then we got to, as we do that, we begin to understand the character of God. We, we begin to understand how God works. We begin to Understand how God speaks. See, the Bible talks about, you know, the sheep, they don't listen to the voice of a stranger. Well, why, why do they not respond to the voice of a stranger? Because they've been listening to the shepherd's voice for so long that they just know it. And, and see, that's what we need to do during those mountaintops. We need to be listening to God's voice so much that when he speaks at other times that we recognize that. 
You know, there's lots of times people come, it's like, it's like man, th- these, I have these opportunities, but I'm not sure what the will of God is. Well, have you prayed about this? Yes, I've, I prayed about it, but I'm not sure what to do. And, and lots of times they don't know what to do because they don't know God's voice. They, they haven't been in the presence of God long enough to know his voice and to listen to it. And so when God speaks to them, it's just another voice in the crowd. And, and so we get to know God's voice during the mountaintop experience. During the mountaintop experience, we get his wisdom, his guidance, and his clarification. See, when God is speaking, he is speaking things on purpose in our life and that we can get clarification on on what he wants us to do. We can get his guidance and his wisdom. The Bible tells us that if we ask for wisdom, that he is faithful and just to give those things to us. Let me tell you something. I pray for God's wisdom every single day in my life because I need it. I'm not that smart of a person. I need as much wisdom as possible from God. And so I'm asking God, God, what... Speak to me, God. Give me wisdom in this situation. When we're in the mountaintop, he, he, he gives us a call and he gives us a purpose. See, do you remember last week we, we mentioned uh, Moses' first experience with God at the burning bush? Uh, you know, he was out in the wilderness. He was tending sheep and God spoke to him through a burning bush. And so he came over there and he had this conversation with God. But during this conversation... God spoke very directly to his purpose. And and it's funny, when God begins to speak about purpose, we feel very inadequate. (laughs) When he gives us a call, we feel very inadequate in that calling. Because he wants us to depend on him to do that thing. See, he calls us to things bigger than what we can do because it takes his will and his power in our life to be able to accomplish that thing. And so he called Moses to get a million people out of Egypt and take them to the promised land. And, 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 but when God spoke to him in that moment, he gave him a call and he gave him purpose in that moment. So I think lots of times, you know, we might be in a, a worship experience and, and we're worshiping him and, and we're feeling the presence of God and, and we're just soaking it in, but we forget to listen. I know I do it. We, we're enjoying the presence of God. I mean, we're, we're there, we're present. But lots of times, especially when we pray, we say a lot of stuff and say amen and go. When we need to pray and be quiet and listen. See, prayer is a two-way conversation, (laughs) right? We know those people that love to talk, right? And they just talk and and they talk and they talk and they talk some more and and you try to answer and they just keep talking and, and, and keep talking. And we had a guy... Um, married one of my cousins. I mean, he was the biggest talker I've ever seen in my life. I mean, oh my goodness. I mean, it was just like, you, you kind of dreaded seeing them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they're going to be at that family function. Like, all right, here we go. You know, Bob's going to be there. It's like, okay, we're going to take turns. You go first, you, you sit down and talk with him and then we'll rotate. All right. So nobody gets caught all day. And, and y'all know these people, right? Y'all know Bob. I mean, come on. I changed his name to, <laughs> none of y'all know him. Anyway, and, and so lots of times we're that way with God. We just talk and we talk and we talk and talk. And then when we're done, we just go. But prayer is a two-way conversation that we need to stop and listen as well. So what should I be doing on the mountaintop? 
So a lot of times we go and we enjoy the presence of God and we're there. But what should we be doing while we're there? What should we be doing while we're there? Because we need to go in these times with purpose as well. See, when we're, when we're there, when we know that we're at that mountain, we need to press in. We, I mean, we need to get in there and, and, and do something. Get involved in this thing. Because, like I said, God's presence doesn't show up without a purpose. And so you need to press into God and what he's doing and find that purpose. What, God, what are you trying to say to me? And go in there and get everything that God's bringing to you that day. You know, get in there and learn. You know, there's times that God gives me this hunger for his word where I just, I just want to sit down and I just want to read. And I just want to just take it all in. And, and, and lots of times we, we, we're, we're probably like, man, I, I read all of the book of Revelation today. You know, and you're just like, well, what'd you get out of it? I really don't know, but I read it all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Revelation's a tough one, let me tell you. But, but it, it, it's great that we're reading, but, but are you pressing in and trying to figure out what God's trying to say to you during those times? Are you getting in there like, God, what are you saying to me? God, what do you, what do you need me to know right now? God, what are, you, what are you trying to change in my life? Press in there. See, in 2 Peter uh, 1, I, I love this passage of Scripture. And one day I really want to do a series on it, but God hasn't told me to do it yet, so I haven't. But anyway, in, in 2 Peter 1, it's a really awesome verse of Scripture, starting in verse 3. It says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Ooh, that's a good sentence right there. We could talk about that for a long time right there. By his divine power, God has given, given his past tense, right? For all you English professors out there, I was horrible at English. I can talk it sometimes. I did that on purpose. <laughs> He has given us everything that we need for living a godly life. It, it's already there. He's given it to us. We're not earning it. We're not working for it. We're not trying to, to figure it out. But he's given it to us. He's like, here it is. Take it. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. Did you catch that? We received it all by coming to what? To know him. By coming to know him. How do we get to know him? By getting into his word, by being in his presence, being on the mountaintop. See, on the mountaintop is where we get to know God. Where we, where we begin to understand and he brings enlightenment and revelation to our heart. And, and so that's why I'm saying we need to press in when it's those times and, and get those things, learn these things. Verse 4, and because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Whew. Did you catch that one? It says, these are the promises that enable you to share in his divine nature and to escape the world's corruption. So that seems to be the fight most of the time is fighting against the world's corruption, not allowing those things to come in and take over our lives or, or ridding ourselves of, of, of sin and ridding ourselves of, of those things that are holding us back. That seems to be the most of our fight. But listen to what he says because of his glory and, and his excellence, he has given 
those great and precious promises. These promises that enable you. The promises enable you to escape the world's corruption. See, this is the mountaintop that we're talking about. This is what we need to be doing on the mountaintop is getting these things, finding those great and precious promises, finding where he says that we are more than conquerors through him who loves me, that nothing will separate us from the love of God and, and, and finding those scriptures that enable you to when the fight comes that we're, we're not just cowering in the corner, but we're standing up and fighting. That, that we're coming out with God's word. We're coming out with the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith and that, that we're actually engaging in this thing and fighting this thing. And, and we, we learn that on the mountaintop. He goes on. Verse five, in view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with generous provision of moral excellence. So faith is not enough. We're saved by grace through faith. Our faith is enough for our salvation. It's a free gift from God. We respond to God's gift in faith and we receive salvation, but he doesn't want us to stay there. He said, supplement it, add to it. Add to your faith this moral excellence. Moral excellence with knowledge. In knowledge, self-control. and self-control, patient endurance. Patient endurance with godliness. and godliness, brotherly affection. and brotherly affection with love. For everyone. See, it's a process that we're going through. We, we work through these things. And that God wants us to add these things to our life. And, and so, but, but they begin with the great and precious promises that we, we find on the mountaintop and getting to know him. And, and, and getting to know who God is and his promises for us. And he begins to equip us and encourage us and build us up so that we can begin to add to our faith. And as we add to our faith, when we add these things, we become more and more like Jesus, which is kind of the goal of this journey. And so that we can show Jesus to this world. See, the reason why people think Christians are hypocrites because we're not going through the process. Because we're not getting to know God in the mountaintop. And, and, and so it's a process that we need to go. When we're on the mountaintop, let's be purposeful in that. Seek God's wisdom while you're there. There's, there's always something going on in our lives that we need God's wisdom for. Maybe it's an issue that you have. Maybe it's a problem. Maybe it's, it, it's where to go next, you know, and seek God's wisdom there in those times. Lots of times when we're on the mountaintop, sometimes we need to not just pray, but sometimes we need to fast. Hey, this is not in my notes. This is something, something extra for you today. Fasting is not something that we like to talk about, Right? I love to eat. I love food, man. <laughs> Amen. Thank you for that witness. But there's times that we need to deny our bodies something and, 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 and press into God. You know, one of the big things right now is like intermittent, intermittent fasting, you know, for, for health's sake and all of that kind of stuff. And, and, and that's good. But don't just fast to lose weight. Fast to get closer to God. I mean, press in there. When it's time, do it. Because you're not always going to have the, that opportunity to be close to God when, when, when the problem is there. But see, when we're pressing in, when we're pushing in, and we're, we're, we're asking for God's wisdom during those times, then God gives those those things. He's faithful to give us those things. And, 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 but sometimes we got to press in a little bit and push harder. Be quiet and listen when we're on the mountaintop. 
Form some new habits while you're there. See, we all have these things that we love to do, that we, we, we aspire to do these things. One of those things for me is journaling. I, I always feel like that, that that's something that would help me uh, in my life. And, and, and I, I'll say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to journal. And I'll sit down and I'll write for two days really well. And then two weeks later, I'll be like, oh, shoot, I forgot to journal for two weeks. <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's never caught in on my life, you know. But these are, during the mountaintop, those are times where you can begin to, to build those new uh, habits in your life that will enhance you, that will, that will help you to get closer to God. And lastly, don't get lazy on the mountaintop. Don't get lazy. That, that seems to be what I do is like I'm, I'm experiencing God and I'm reading and, and, and I kind of get to a place where I feel full. You know, I'm thinking, okay, I can, I, can, I can rest a little bit. I don't have to press in anymore. And you know what usually happens after that? I'm off the mountaintop then. But don't get lazy while you're there. Continue to do the things that you need to do because when you get off of the mountain, you need to keep doing those things. But if you get lazy on the mountaintop, what do you think is going to happen when you get in the valley? You're probably not going to do them. And life's going to kick you right in the face. All right? So the mountaintop, we love the mountaintop. We, we love those times when God's speaking. And so let's be purposeful during those times. Enjoy those times, but don't get too comfortable. See, we should be the most uncomfortable on the mountaintop because we're in a place that we're not normally at and, and that we should be doing things that we don't normally do for the good, like fasting and, and, and praying more. I, I remember growing up, we, we did a study, uh, something about praying for an hour. And I thought, dear Lord, how do you pray for an hour? I mean, how, do you, how does someone do that? I mean, I pray for like five seconds and my mind's just way over here, you know. And, and like 30 minutes later, I come back and I'm like, oh, I was praying, wasn't I? You know, and, you know press in and, and, and don't get too comfortable. See, your faith will be challenged when you go into the wilderness. And so when we're on the mountaintop, we need to be sure to soak all of that in. Because next week, we're going to talk about the wilderness. The, the times when we're not necessarily feeling the presence of God all the time. And, and we're in that everyday life, that everyday battle, that everyday struggle in, in, in routine. We're going to talk about that next week. Father, thank you today. God, that you give us those mountaintop experiences, God. That, that, that you want your presence to be tangible in our lives. God, that you want to visit with us and pour into us. God, I just pray that you're just bringing that season into our life right now. And God, help us to be purposeful during those times. God, I pray for those who have never had that mountaintop experience. Maybe they've never experienced your salvation. Or maybe it's been a long time since they felt that. God, I just lift them up to you right now, God, and just I thank you that you're just drawing them in. God, help us to respond to your drawings in our life. Father, we thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.